All right, if you have your Bibles, we're going to continue uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. And uh, we'll be continuing on in chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7 before we finish all these teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. So tonight is Matthew 5, verse 13, which simply says, Ye are the salt of the earth, if, but if, I want you to notice this now, but if the salt have lost his sever, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing, but to be cast out, and to be trodden under the foot of men. What in the earth do you think Jesus meant when he said, You are the salt of the earth? Um, I've done some reading and some looking because I wanted to know myself. What did he mean when he said, You're the salt of the earth? Now, you've heard it said, and I've, I've said it too before, these people here or this couple or this man or this lady is the salt of the earth kind of person. You've heard that before? I want you to listen to some of the things that I found concerning what did Jesus mean when he said, ye are the salt of the earth. Now, a bag of salt in that day was said to be uh, as precious as a man's life. And here's why. For without it to preserve his food, he would die. So therefore, salt was, is, is valuable in that day is used in making a covenant also uh, or a contract. If two people agreed on something, then like we might do a handshake or we might do a signature, they would offer a few grains of salt into each other's bag of salt, and it was mixed up together as to say, hey, we all agree on what we're about to do here. Also, uh, it is said uh, in Second Chronicles 13 uh, that uh, uh, talked about a Roman legions, uh, would often be paid with salt. If the soldier did an outstanding job, then he was paid in salt. If he did not measure up to what he was supposed to be in a soldier, it was said he is not worth his salt. I've heard that before many times. He's not worth the salt. And that's what it means, that, that the soldier did not measure up, and so he didn't get his salt. An ancient king asked his three daughters, how much do you love me? One said, I love you with all the silver in the world. Another one said, I love you with all the gold in the world. Another one said, I love you more than all the salt in the earth. It made the daddy mad. The cook overheard the conversation. The next meal that the king received had no salt in it. And it just literally almost made him sick. And so he turned around and apologized for saying or, or getting mad at his daughter by saying, I love you with all the salt. Now, you know I love salt. Uh, we had a couple visiting us this morning from Augusta. Some of you may have met them sitting along here where Kenny and Sue are, are sitting. They're an elderly couple. They have a, a home up in Mountain City, uh, uh, Georgia, and um, they go up there occasionally. And uh, usually they, they did call this week to see if I'd be preaching. They wanted to come by and spend some time with us and hear me preach, and we took them to lunch. 
She is my kind of lady. I mean, she poured on the salt. I mean, she was setting crisscross for me, and it was this and that, and this and that. You know, I'd watch her, and I'd just copy it. You know, hey, put the salt on there. Well, you know, on a mission trip, I, I salted everything. I salted my watermelon. And uh, one of the men, bless his heart, he's, he's beginning to get a little bit of Alzheimer's along the way, and he chewed Lynn out about me putting salt on my food. And so Lynn said, well, if you don't like it, you talk to him about it. Said, he's the one doing the salting. Well, so Jesus called us the salt of the earth. So now hopefully we know why he did that. So let, let me give you some other reasons why did Jesus call us salt of the earth. First of all, because of its preserving power, okay? I could go back so far as the, uh, the, the smokehouse, okay? The smokehouse where ham was stored, okay, not only hung up, but I remember that old wooden box. And that thing, hey, it was lined with salt. You put the hams in there, and you covered them up with salt. And, hey, you can, it's hard to find good, salty, country, tender, chewing ham. I mean, somebody's got to know how to do it, okay? And we're losing that uh, knack of how to preserve uh, ham with salt. Well, we think we got to freeze it, or we think we got to put it in the refrigerator, but salt is a preserving power. It re- it, listen, salt retards and prevents decay and combats against deterioration. So if that be the case, in, in, in Genesis 18, Abraham pleads with God concerning Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, don't underestimate the power of salt here. Because salt, in the Christian, it preserves our purity. So when Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, he wanted our purity preserved. He wanted us to stay pure, pure in the word of God, pure in our example uh, toward others. The letter that you might write to someone could be salt for them. The... uh, card that you might send them saying, hey, we miss you, or we love you, we hope you're going to be better soon. That just adds a little salt, a little taste, a little flavor uh, to that person. A call or a visit to that person. You know, never know what it means. In other words, here's what it is, a dash of salt. Now, I don't cook. I mean, I can cook. I do cook occasionally, but I don't follow recipes, Okay. But I do know that some recipe says, add a dash, am I right, of salt. I've heard it said a pinch of salt. And I've seen ladies that can cook outstanding, never measure a thing. They put a dish of this and a dash of that and a dab of this and a doodle of that. And hey, it comes out just right. So that salt is important. Secondly, not only because of preserving power, but Jesus called us the salt of the earth because of its pleasing power. In other words, refreshing type of people. Salt, understanding, we know it, it flavors our food. Now we have one member, he don't put salt on nothing. And I think about him often when I add salt to something because I, I recently had some cream potatoes that did not have salt on them. And you know, I, I about can't eat an apple without salt. Uh, orange, uh, 
salt. I mean, I depend on it. I don't know what it's going to do if they condemn it, take it off the market. You know, they just might do that. You can't never tell. And somebody said, oh, you're going to run your blood pressure up. Well, I, hey, I recently went to the doctor. My blood pressure's perfect. I'm like uh, Brother Winford Price on the diabetic thing. He said, this is good and sweet. I'll just take another shot. Hey, I'll just take another pill, put the salt on there. You know, hey, let her go. I mean, the salt. Now, you can laugh if you want to. It's okay to laugh here. I like to put a little salt in my Pepsi Cola. Let it fizz. I mean, I do. I drink tomato juice most every morning I live. I put the salt and the pepper to it and shake it up. It just gives it that, hey, I'm sorry for you if you don't use salt. Say, it's going to kill you. I'm going to die happy. Put the salt on the casket. You know, people put all kinds of things in the casket. Put Morton salt box, a whole box in there. But salt flavors the food. It flavors, hey, it flavors our attitude. It will. It will flavor our attitude toward people. I know you've heard this said. If you can put salt on a bird's tail, you can catch it. Hello? Right? How many of you ever done that? You done that? You put salt? Hey, who else raised their hand back? Salt? How, how do you do it? Hello? Oh, Linda said it fell over dead. Some of you have my book. And in that book is a story. It's entitled, I Had No Salt. This is a true story. Of course, that book's full of true stories. But... There was a couple that lived not far from us when we lived in the Parsons in Earl's Grove who had a little child who had a little parakeet. Parakeet got out. Somebody knocked on my door. I went to the door, and the lady says, Preacher, said, our bird got out, and he flew in this direction. And we wanted to know if you care if we look in your backyard because we think that's where he went. So we all walked out in the backyard. Sure enough, I set that little parrot up there. These people, I couldn't get them to come to church. You know, they, they were nice people, good to me. They just wouldn't come. We walked out there, and I'm looking at that bird, and that little girl had that cage, and I'm thinking, Lord, if I could catch that bird, if I had the power to catch that bird, they might start coming to church. I said, what's the bird's name? They told me. I don't remember now. So I started calling him and talking like a parrot. Don't ask me to do that tonight. <laughs> He just twisted his little head this way, twisted that way, and directly he flew out of the park, backyard of Earl's Grove Parsonage across Highway 59 and landed in a tree over there. I said, y'all, come on. We're going to try one more time. Walked over there and all the way over. I said, Lord, please, the bird's done flew. You in charge of the birds. You know wherever sparrow falls. Now, you know this parrot, and you know my desire is to catch this parrot, and you know I ain't got I walked over there again, got right up out of there. I started calling his name. I held the cage up. I opened the door, and I'm not lying to you. He flew straight in the cage, and I shut the door. I saw the lady, the mother, not long ago. She came up to me and spoke to me. She says, you're not going to remember me, but my daughter's bird got loose, and you caught it. I said, yes, I do remember it, and I told her about my book and about the story. But, hey, I, the title of it, I had no salt. Salt to me, things it 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 preserves uh, has preserving power and pleasing power. But thirdly, because of the pure, is a cleansing. Okay, a cleansing. Um, 
a healing power. Hey, I'm from the old school. I get a scratchy sore throat. You guess what? I'm going to have a hot cup of water. I'm going to put salt in it. I'm going to dissolve it. And right before I go to bed, I'm going to gargle with that if my throat's sore. If my nose is stopped up, I'm going to get a washcloth. I'm going to dip it in there, and I'm going to suck it up my nose, and I'm going to go into bed. And I have not yet done it and not wake up feeling good the next morning. But some people look and say, oh, I can't take it. Well, I'm sorry. Just go around with a sore throat and a runny nose. Because it has healing power. I, I don't want to keep you, but I do want you to. You don't have to turn. And I should have got Cassidy in to put this on the thing, but I didn't get here in time. Second um, Kings chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. Second Kings chapter 2. Verses 19 through 20, listen to what it says. And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of the city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth, but the water is naught, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise and put salt therein. And they brought him, brought it to him. And he went forth into the spring of water and cast the salt in there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake, he used salt. Why is it so important? Because Jesus said, You. We are the salt of the earth. It also has poisoning power. Listen to this. Salt not only heals, but salt kills. All right? Hey, I remember stump toes, all kind of things messed up as a young with your feet. Hot salt water, here we go. Putting that foot down in there, baptizing that foot so that salt could kill the germs. And it had healing power. Uh, in Judges 9.45, Abimelech sowed a city with salt so that nothing would grow on it. Salt kills germs. A salty Christian, we have an influence on all kinds of situations if we use it properly. Salt can cure a relationship if you are the salt of the earth kind of Christian, if we follow these guidelines uh, that the Word of God shares with us. And last of all, uh, why did Jesus say we were the salt of the earth? This reason right here, because of its preserving power. Salt sticks to the task. Matthew chapter 5, verses 10, 11, and 12. Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when all men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. For my sake, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For those who persecuted the prophets also that were before you. And here you are. You are. We've been charged. We have been classified as Christians to be the salt off the earth to our fellow man. Um, listen, salt only works through contact. You know, you can carry it around in your pocket, shirt pocket, pants pocket, bag, whatever you want to carry it in, and it'll do you no good as long as it's in the container. It'll do you no good, but it's got to come in contact. So I say this, if there's no contact, 
with me for, or, or through me, if there's no contact through me as a salt of the earth, then there's not going to be any impact, okay? So salt, um, it can lose its power according to this scripture verse here uh, when mixed with other things. Now, I would not throw salt in my mouth, a big chunk of it, and let it drain down my throat to heal my throat because I couldn't stand it. It'd be burning, and I'd become choked on it. So you mix it with something else. Now, listen, no contact, no impact. Salt can lose its power when mixed with other things. Now, when we, as the salt of the earth, now listen, we lose our influence. When we cease to become salt of the earth people. Now listen, if, you, if we lose our influence, it is trouble to get it back. It is trouble to get it back. It bothers me to go into a restaurant and the pepper shaker's on the table and the salt ain't. I'm a looking and I'm a searching and I can't wait till the waiter comes or the waitress comes and say, hey, where is the salt? Now you know my nerve's going to be tore up when she said we don't use it anymore. I'm almost to the point I'm carrying my own cup so I can always have a carry-out glass of tea because some places don't let you have that. Okay? So, in Romans 12, 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. And here's how he says do it. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God for your life. Now, if... He said it, I didn't say it. If it's lost its influence, if it's lost its love, there ain't no count. And it should be taken and trodden under the foot of men. That's what he says. So, can be replenished, right? One gets empty. Hey, I, I'll get over and get the Morton salt. That's the only thing I allow in our house. Now, there are other kinds because there's so many different kinds of salt. So I do allow other kinds. But Morton, hey, when I open the cabinet, I'm looking for Morton. I'm looking for the little girl with an umbrella. And I pour it in that shaker because I want that bully full when I get ready to use it. Now, salt shakers can be replenished. And so can we be resalted when we confess our sins to the Lord and ask him to forgive us for becoming unsalty unflavorable with a bad attitude we need to ask God to restore that to us the Lord God of Israel gave the kingdom over Israel to David and his sons Bible says by a covenant of salt and you and I as Christians essentially um, we're different from the world or we should be we should be more salty than what the world is. And you know, that's a good way to start a Christian conversation at a table if somebody says, you're using too much salt. The Bible says you are the salt of the earth. What does that mean? You tell them what it means. And may your words and my words back up our taste and our flavor and our influence and our love. Father, thank you for... Thank you for your word that tells us that we are the salt of the earth. Lord, we know that you spoke these words. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be the salt of the earth. Uh, may we be an influence. May we be the right taste. May we have the right attitude. 
uh, that we might win somebody to you. In Jesus' name, amen.